The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali that what had been said through, the, through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who sit in darkness have seen a great light on those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death. Light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once, they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. So last night we finally got the snow we were supposed to get on Wednesday. Right, like Wednesday I was like, yes, snow day! Um, like when you're a kid, you like snow days. When you're a priest, you also like snow days because it gives you an excuse to cancel your life for a day. But the danger in that is, uh, I don't, it also is like really gray and the sun's not shining. And, uh, and I, like many people, get seasonal affective depression, like when there's not enough sunlight um, you just kind of like, bleh, you're at vitamin D deficiency, like everything's kind of dark and you're like, oh, nobody's around, so I'm going to isolate further, right? Like that's, that's smart. You know? It's like, I'm thirsty, I'm going to drink salt water, that'll help. And, uh, and so it was kind of gloomy and, um, and it was also reminding me, like when I was a cadet at West Point, we always called this time of year the gloom period. And uh, the gloom period is basically from the time like it gets dark in the winter and it goes all the way until the sun comes out in the spring. And, uh, and at West Point particularly, it was the gloom period because everything's gray. Like the sky's gray, the buildings are gray, your uniforms are gray, everything's gray. <laughs> and, and it would just lead to this kind of like blech of life. And, and in the gospel reading today, like, like our Lord, our Lord enters into the world and, and he's entering particularly into this region that Isaiah the prophet had written about when he says, 
People who sit in darkness have seen a great light, right? People who sit in darkness have seen a great light. And, and in the first reading where we read further from that same prophecy, it says that people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone, right? And so like the people of Israel were going through like this entire gloom period of just like, being in darkness, right? Being in darkness. And light is the answer, right? Light is what cures. Light is what brings joy. Light is what restores us. Light is what moves us. And our Lord is the light that comes into the world. And so, like, sin in our life is kind of like a, a condition like seasonal affective depression. It's just, a, it's just a thing where, like, well, I'm kind of, like, in darkness. And I don't feel like moving. And I don't feel like doing the right thing. And, and what we long for is, is the light. And, and we long for the light that is this person, Jesus. And we see that in the lives of his disciples that he calls as he, he goes to them. And he goes up to Andrew and to Peter and he says, come after me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it says immediately, immediately, at once, they left their nets and followed him. And then he goes to James and John and he calls them. And immediately they leave their boat and their father and follow him. And there's this immediate response to the light, right? An immediate response to our Lord. And every time I read this, I'm kind of like, oh, like, I wish I had an immediate response to our Lord, because oftentimes I don't have an immediate response. I'm kind of like, our Lord calls me to do something, and I'm just like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I don't really know about that. Or, or like, there's that longing in our hearts, and then, uh, like, like, I don't always respond immediately, but our Lord is relentless, and so eventually he breaks me down. And, and it's what he does with all of us. Eventually he breaks us down, and, and we're able to respond. And this weekend, we're celebrating what Pope Francis has called for, which is to celebrate this third Sunday in Ordinary Time as the Sunday of the Word of God. And, and it's a Sunday that focuses more and more on the role of Scripture. And, and I think the answer to the question, like, how do we respond immediately, has to do with the Word of God. Like, Peter and Andrew and James and John probably had heard Jesus proclaiming the gospel, which prepared their hearts to recognize him when he came and prepared their hearts so that they would move immediately. And there's a specific role that scripture plays in our life in preparing us to receive our Lord. You know, like when I was growing up, I went to a Protestant Bible study with some of my friends and, uh, and, and there's this kind of stereotype that Catholics don't like read their Bible and Protestants read their Bible and, and things like that. Um, but really like in the liturgy, we focus a lot on scripture. Like after the Second Vatican Council, they changed things in the mass. So before there were always readings, but it was kind of the same reading every week. And most of the preaching was out of the catechism. And then after the Second Vatican Council with the liturgical renewal, they changed the liturgical cycle so that we read through the entire Bible in about three years at Sunday Mass. And so this year we're focusing especially on the Gospel according to Matthew. And, 
but, but there might be some truth that like we hear it so much that it becomes normal in our lives. Last week I preached on how sometimes one of the, it's a gift and a liability when, when we do the same things the same ways and we have our way of doing things that we, we miss out on the wonder of them. And the way that the liturgy is designed, it's designed so that we hear the word of God first. And the role of the homily is supposed to be to break open that word of God and, and try to make it accessible to our hearts. And, and, but the purpose of it is to prepare us to encounter our Lord in the Eucharist. It's much like the disciples on the road to Emmaus and they're going to Emmaus and they had been with our Lord and they'd watched him proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God. They watched him cure people. They saw him suffer. They saw him die. They heard that he had risen again. But then they leave and they're going wherever they're going. And our, and our Lord comes upon them and, and, they, and he says, what are you talking about? And they say, haven't you heard about Jesus the Nazarene who was mighty in deed and in word and he cured all these people and then they, and then they killed him. And, then he, and some people say that, that he's risen from the dead. And we thought he was gonna be the one to deliver Israel. And then Jesus, it says that Jesus, beginning with Moses and the prophets, explained to them everything in scripture that pointed to him. And so Jesus himself uses scripture in order to prepare their hearts. And then when they stop, they recognize him in the breaking of the bread. They recognize him in the Eucharist. And they say, weren't our hearts burning as he was explaining to us everything? And so the role of scripture in our lives is, is really to, to do the same thing, to, to allow our hearts to burn and, and to come to know this person. I often ask spiritual directees, when was the last time you read one of the gospels from beginning to end, just kind of to get the story? And usually the answer is, uh, I think we had to do that once in Catholic school. And because we don't often do that. But it's important to do because it's, it's the place where we come to know our Lord as a person and we get to take notice of, like, how does our Lord act around sinners? How does our Lord act around the sick people? How does our Lord act around the Pharisees who think they're better than everybody else? What is our Lord like, right? What is our Lord like? Because that's where he shows us what he's like with us. And an easy thing to do, I used to do this a lot when I was younger, was like for Lent, I would just decide I'm going to read one chapter of scripture a day before I go to bed. And it takes like three to five minutes and just like start with one of the gospels. And sometimes it's best to start with what's easiest to attain. So like Mark's gospel is only 16 chapters and, and just read one chapter a day and, and pay attention to, to the way our Lord is with people. Because it's there that he reveals to our hearts the way he is with us. Another really easy thing to do, especially if you drive a lot, is to listen to the Bible in a Year podcast. Father Mike Schmitz recorded like the entire Bible read in a year. And so a lot of people, it's been helpful for them to, to just start that podcast. And, and just every day there's readings from different books of the Bible, but you get through the entire Bible in a year. And... 
and it helps us to, to reflect more deeply on who our Lord is and, and to prepare our hearts so that when we come to receive him in the Eucharist, like oh, we receive that person who walked up to Peter and Andrew and James and John and said, come after me and I'll make you fishers of men. We recognize that we're encountering the person who gave sight to the blind, who made cripples walk. We're encountering the person who proclaimed, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And that most intimate time that we have with our Lord when we receive him in Holy Communion becomes even more intimate and even deeper than, than we imagined it could be. And we come to know him as the light that comes and shines in the darkness of our heart, as the one who enters into our gloom period in order to bring light and joy and peace and rest. And so today, let us pray that, that the word of God may, may truly become more central in our lives and, and that by reflecting on the words of sacred scripture, our hearts truly will be prepared for the light that shines in the darkness of our world.